Hello and welcome to another episode of Figures of Sport with Brando and Friends. I'm your host Brando, and today we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be bringing Satchel on to talk uh, a couple things around the NBA, a little bit of NFL. We might even dip back into some MLB action with a couple signings that were made, um, you know, in the past couple days. But uh, Satchel, say what's up. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Um, so we are, like I said, we're gonna be diving probably straight into this today. Um, we're gonna knock. You know, a lot of this stuff out. And uh, what do you want to start with? Do you want to talk about the MLB signings? The There's a couple uh, that, that kind of jumped out on the board yeah, uh, yeah. a couple of days ago. So we could start yeah, with that. For sure. For okay. Sure. Um, all right. So the first thing is the White Sox are looking like they're going to be big money spenders in, you know, the offseason this year. The first signing of free agency that was really made besides, like, the qualifying offers was the Yasmani Grandal deal, and um, how'd you feel about that? I mean, it was four years, seventy-three million, so they're paying yeah. him, paying him a decent amount, and he's a he's a guy that was one of the top catchers, you know, offensively, defensively. I, I feel like he's going to be a good piece for this team. What do you think? Yeah, no, nah, he's a really good catcher. I think that's big for the White Sox. Uh, I, they do have McCann, who I who I also like, but I think Randall's definitely step up from, from McCann. Uh, yeah, no, but he's 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 really good offensively. Um, probably him and JT Realmuto probably one and two best offensive catchers in the league right now. Yeah, no, I I mean it, I think that's a crazy good signing for them. And, yeah, and, you know the fact that they not to mention they also did just bring back um, Jose Abreu as well. Yeah, you know, so I I think when um, you know when that's when you can really think about that, th- this team is. This team has a chance, you know. This team really does have a chance to be, you know, really good. Yeah. Um. I, I think that you know, there's been some rumors on, you know, the Madison Bumgarner, Zach Wheeler type of players as well for them. And I don't know. I think that would be pretty good. Um. But you know, since we're on the topic of the MLB, uh, we could also talk a little bit about the Astros um, cheating scandal. And I just yeah. want to get your thoughts on that whole situation. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen there? Because uh, supposedly they're going to take this really, really seriously, and yeah, they're going to they sh- they and yeah. they're going to hand hand out a punishment that's much different than anything else we've seen. Um, you know, they they even just came out and said that they're going to be looking at the last like three years of the Astros, so including their World Series run. Um, do you think? I know. No, I don't think any professional sport has ever done this, but I mean, have you ever? Do you think that they, there's a possibility they could strip the Astros of that title that year, if that's true? Uh, I mean, I guess there's a possibility. I think that they deserve, uh, you know, a good a good punishment, like a strong punishment. I don't I don't know if it'll be as strong as stripping them of the World Series. That's but, big. That's but, big. I mean, what they did was like I mean, they won the World Series like cheating technically. Yeah. So like, like I could see that happening, but I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what's gonna happen. They might. I was talking with one of my buddies last night. And he said uh, he was thinking maybe, uh, maybe they miss like they don't they're not playoff eligible for like a year or something. Like yeah. they can't go to the playoffs, which I can see happening too. But no, definitely a strong punishment though. Yeah, no, uh, and I, a big fine, a big fine. Oh yeah, I think it's gonna be a multi million dollar fine for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest fine Manfred has ever handed out was like two million. Yeah. So I think that there is a chance that, um, I think there's a chance that this one could really be. Um, you know, a bigger fine than that. And I think that, you know, this whole situation, I don't know what, you know, supposedly there was a camera in center field and the center, you know, um, eventually that turned into basically, um, 
you know, them relaying the signs through a monitor in the dugout and then banging on a garbage can. So, um, I don't know. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot of elements to the story. And I think that it's going to be a while before we really know what actually was going on. Because I mean, you, you hear some stuff from certain people, but I mean, sometimes I like people were saying that this was a situation I'm sure before Mm -hmm. and up until really Mike fears who used to play for the Astros, uh, came out and said, Hey, this is what they were doing. And then when I got to Detroit, I told my players, uh, you know, I told my teammates, hey, this is what they do. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they really weren't even looking into the situation. So, I mean, um, sometimes you kind of got to wonder, um, you know, if maybe this is a player saying something to get back or you never know. But yeah, um, I think that this is going to be a really, really lengthy investigation. And I think it's going to be a while um, before we hear anything about it. But it's going to be... I think it's I think it's bad for them MLB and this is I, I am you know an Astros fan um, and and you know this is a bit this isn't what I expected of a team that has that much talent you know yeah. I mean they they have so much firepower offensively that they don't really need to cheat you know but you never know I mean baseball has always been a game about you know little advantages and I guess if you know you could find one and get away with it right yeah but um. So what are your thoughts on, you know, what's going to be the craziest signing of the offseason for, for baseball this season? Uh, craziest free agent signing or just yeah. craziest transaction? Crazy. Uh, transaction. Let's do transaction as a whole. Well, I know for I, I know as a Red Sox fan, there's a lot. There's The talk of the town in Boston is whether or not Mookie's going to uh, be traded or stay with the Red Sox. Because uh, they just they just signed they just signed uh, J D Martinez who's their second like well no he he um he actually or, opted or he back opted into in, his deal in. which okay. was a surprise I, yeah. I don't think a lot of people thought he would uh you know do that but um do you think Mookie gets traded I mean well I mean it's tough to have two it's tough to have J D and Mookie just because how just because of the you know price of their contracts but I don't know man I I, I really hope not I really hope he stays in Boston. Uh, I want him to be like Red Sox, for, like on the Red Sox for life. Yeah, but uh, it's just going to be tough for them to, you know, hold both hold both those contracts. Because so, I, I can see it happening. Yeah, because here's the biggest issue when it comes to that is is really just that, you know, JD is a, is a DH, so that's one thing you really have to think. So I mean, if I'm if I'm the Red Sox and I have to prioritize. I think I'm going to lean more towards Mookie because Mookie is a guy that, although J.D. Martinez is a guy that's going to hit, you know, 30 home runs and he's going to bat 300 and bring in however many RBIs, he's also a guy that doesn't play, you know, defense. Yeah. He's a guy that they are strictly using as a designated hitter. Um, I mean, he has experience in the outfield, but it's not where he makes his bread and butter, you know. And, And I think that if you're the Red Sox, you kind of have to... I mean, you got to think about it. Look at how much money they have tied up in their pitching with, uh, you know, Sale and with Price and those guys. I, I think it's going to be tough for them to keep them both. But the thing is, um, you know, you're better off trading Mookie than you are letting him walk next summer for free. You know, at least if you were to trade him now, um, you get him while his value is a little high. You probably might get a couple more, um, you know, pieces through the draft or something that um, – or, or, you know, for your farm system that might be better off for you. But I don't know. I think that, you know, it's a tough decision for them because, like you said, you know, it's hard to keep them both. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think 
I don't know. What do you think is going to be your craziest free agent signing? Um, let me think here. The free agents. Uh, I mean, uh, we have Garrett Cole. Uh, supposedly, Matt is Verlander free agent too. No, Verlander's okay. not. He's signed on the contract for I think two more years. But um, you know, so you got Garrett Cole, who's a free oh, agent. Strasburg. Strasburg is a free agent. Uh, supposedly Madison Bumgarner is meeting with the Phillies. Uh, and uh, Didi is also a free agent. Right? Yeah, Didi is a free agent. He's also with the Phillies. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think Philly has a good chance of getting a pretty solid squad this Philly, year. Philly can usually draw guys in, though. Like, that's yeah. a good franchise. Uh, they had a, they had a, you know, they had a pretty bad year, not really up to their expectations, but, because they've got a good team. They do. But, I mean, when you take a look at their team, JT... Bryce, uh, you know, Gene Segura. Gene Segura is a guy who's who's a solid shortstop, but, yeah. I mean, if you can get Didi, I, I'll go out there and get, you know, Didi every time. Yeah. You know, not to mention you got Aaron Nola, you got uh, oh, yeah. Jake Arrieta, and, you know, they're, like I said, they have the, the chance of adding in a guy like, um, you know, Strasburg well, or Wheeler. Who's that other? They got another, they got another guy. They got an outfielder. Uh, um, besides Bryce? Yeah. Oh, you know uh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't remember his name right now, but I know who you're talking about. I mean, yeah, they have a lot of solid pieces. They really do. So I wouldn't be surprised if they can actually draw in. Reese Hoskins. Hoskins, there yeah, you go. Hoskins. Hoskins. He's good. He, Hoskins is good. He's a good piece. Um, you know, like I said, they have a chance of drawing in some good talent. But I, you know what team, if I'm, if I'm out in, you know, the NL that I'm kind of scared of is San Diego. Yeah. You know, San Diego is a, a team that has a lot of prospects, and I think that, you know, if they have to, they're going to be willing to give up some um, because, you know, there's a chance that this, this team can be good. I mean, with Dottie's Jr. coming back, Machado is going to be, you know, you know, back with them. You got uh, Eric Hosmer, and then they also have the, you know, there's rumors that they're going to go after, um, there's rumors that they're going to go after, uh, Garrett Cole as well. So, I mean, if that happens and, and they land that, I mean, this was a team that got into the Manny Machado race in the last, like, two to three weeks, uh, maybe less, two weeks, I think, and uh, ended up stealing him from underneath the White Sox feet. So, I mean, this is this is a team that has some money, and I would not be surprised if they make a splash in the offseason. For sure. Um, but, you know, moving on, let's talk a little bit of NBA action because it's we're we're in the full swing of things now and you know we're about 15 games in and you know what are you most impressed with so far this season uh you know through these past 15 games uh most impressed with i'd say well i mean this is this is one of the best years that the nba's seen in a long time i think there's so so many good teams yeah uh and it's gonna be fun especially when we get down to the playoffs uh but no, I'm 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 kind of impressed with the I mean the Lakers are the Lakers yeah. the Lakers were gonna be like everybody knew they were gonna be good with a, uh, signed to AD. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I'm surprised I'm surprised with how well they've kind of been able to uh, you know work as as a team. Yeah, it, I, I think it was like, very shocking. It hasn't even it's not like it's been like flowing through LeBron or Anthony Davis like they just you know find the open man and get an easy bucket and <clears throat> it's really been working for them. They got the best record in the NBA right now. Uh, and playing in the West is tough. Like they're playing, there's so many good teams in the West: yeah. the Clippers and the Rockets and the Nuggets and 
all those, and even the oh, you know what the Suns, the, the Suns, Suns I'm also impressed with too. Suns have a have a squad. Yeah, I mean the Suns have a solid squad. And this is this is all without DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, he was the number one overall pick. Yeah, and you know I think what's crazy is right now we're seeing the you know like you said the Lakers they're thirteen and two right now. Yeah, um, and LeBron is. Almost averaging a triple double. I mean, this guy's—he's—he's he's, remember he's in the seventeenth year. This yeah. guy's going, having an amazing season, and I think that when you see that pairing, it's—it's um, it's really kind of hard to not be a little worried because this is—you know—they're clicking already within the first fifteen games of the season, you know, and and this is—it looks like they can keep this up for the rest of the year. Yeah, you know, and obviously right now they're missing. You know, I think Rondo's. No, Rondo just came back, but yep. Avery Bradley's out. Yep. Uh, Danny Green is having a little bit of a slow start. I think he's only averaging nine points right now, yep. and he could definitely get that up. Kuzma's starting off slow, coming back from injury. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of good pieces on this Lakers team. And just looking at the list right now, I mean, we got the Lakers at 13-2 and uh, in first, the Nuggets at 11-3, and three, and then third and fourth you have a tie for um, – at 11 and 5 with the Rockets and the Clippers. Um, I mean, speaking of the Clippers now with PG and Kawhi back, what do you think that team's going to be? Oh, they're going to be nasty. I think I think the the Clippers, I think the Clippers come out of the West this year. Just because I mean, Paul George and, and Kawhi like on the same team is just dirty. I just both those guys are playmakers. They can both hit buckets. We saw what Kawhi can do, you know. Uh, Kawhi pretty much not I wouldn't say like single-handedly, but he brought he brought a uh, championship to Toronto last year, and that was pretty much like him and Kyle Lowry and like some clutch some clutch shots from uh, from uh, Van Vliet, but and, and Siakam and Siakam too Siakam yeah but yeah no I think the Clippers I think the Clippers are uh, the best team in the West uh, when everybody when everybody's healthy yeah no it, I I mean I after seeing how Paul George and, and Kawhi play, I mean, it's ridiculous to not think that that's going to be an amazing team. I mean, they they have a really, really deep offense. I mean, Montrez Harrell, they have Lou Will. I mean, they have, they're stacked. But yeah. um, I, I think that we're going to be able to see the best basketball all season when it comes down to the playoffs and you see the Clippers and the Lakers face off against each other. Um, I think that that's honestly the gonna be the best thing about this entire season yeah just seeing those two teams match up because i yeah. think that's that's what everyone wants to see and you know the battle of la is for real yeah and you know both teams are good so they both have a chance at winning a championship and i, I but the crazy thing is i don't see the west being anyone but those two teams right now um you know i think that you know, other good teams like the Mavericks, I just don't think they have a chance to win a championship right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, but Luka's playing out of his mind, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But, I mean, Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron AD, that's going to be one of the best playoff matchups that we probably will see in a long time. Yeah. You know? um, but overall, what are, you, what, are you most, what are you most impressed with from uh, an individual player this, this season so far? <clears throat> What player has impressed you the most? Uh, probably Siakam, honestly, man. It, it, Siakam, Siakam's really good. Siakam is yeah. he, he's he's slowly becoming a superstar in the NBA. Uh, and it came really numbers. out of nowhere. Yeah, really. I mean, he he flourished kind of in the playoffs last year. He had a good season last season, uh, but yeah, no, he's 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 playing really well. I think, I mean, the the Raptors are probably a top five team in the East. Uh, 
I don't know how they're going to turn out, but no, Siakam's definitely going to make the All Star team. Uh, I'd, I'd say Siakam. Yeah, I mean, right now they're ten and four, so they're good for fourth in the East. And yeah. then you know, looking at the East, um, I know you're a big Celts fan, so yeah, yeah. right now they're eleven and four in third place, and you know. Yesterday, they had the scare with Kemba. Yep. And how do you think that's going to go? I mean, there's the initial reports are saying that it, it it's not going to be that bad, that yeah. he's going to be reevaluated today, and it might just be a concussion. Yeah. Um, You know, but he, it looked bad. He you know, was going for the it rebound, really scary, yeah. and he just went down and, you know, fell right away. It was it was a shocker because I, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. You know, oh, it yeah. didn't look like – it didn't look like it was – um. It didn't look like he hit him hard. I, I just think that it was, you know, the way he came down, where he hit him, and I, luckily he's going to be okay. But what are you most impressed with from the Celtics so far this season? Uh, the Celtics, what's impressive? What's and not to mention me? they're missing Gordon Hayward now for yeah. a little while. Yeah, what's impressed me so far with the Celtics that we didn't really see last year uh, with the Celtics when Kyrie was on the team, it's just, just, team, just their chemistry and their teamwork. And uh, the Celtics... Celtics don't have, I mean, they've got a lot of good scores on that team, but they don't have one guy where it's like, you know, that's like gonna. They don't have one guy that's gonna take the last shot every yeah. single game. Uh, and and also that's the, a good thing and a yeah, bad thing. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a good thing just because, like, I mean, I mean, when you're able to just pass the ball and find find an open guy, uh, like you're, you're gonna be successful as a team. And like Kyrie, I feel like Kyrie was taking too many shots last year. Not really sharing the ball, and there was there was issues with you know how how because he, he was he was pretty much the leader of that team. Yeah, you know, being a veteran and being as good as Kyrie is, but yeah, but no, I think uh, with Kemba at the helm, I just I just think that yeah, the Celtics their their chemistry and their teamwork is just high. It's gonna be high throughout the year. Oh no, I agree. I mean, the Celtics are playing a a really good brand of basketball. I mean, since. Uh, we really haven't seen them play this good since Kyrie was there his first year. Yeah, uh, they they were that was I believe Tatum's rookie year. So rookie, yeah. you know, rookie year Tatum had uh, you know Kyrie to learn from and play with, and it was you know they played really well that year. And and like you said last year with him being a little bit of a bad leader in that yeah. locker room, he they weren't able to do anything that they really wanted to do um, and grow as that a team that way. But I mean. I think that, you know, you know, to kind of clarify on that point where I said that, you know, Kyrie is, you know, or not Kyrie, but ha- not having a, a go-to guy is, is a good and a bad thing. I mean, it's a good thing because, you know, you, you can count on multiple players on your team to go ahead and give you a shot when you need it. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a bad thing because, you know, you never know who exactly is going to be able to do it. You know, yeah. at least when you had Kyrie, you know, you can give him the ball He's going to dribble, drive, and create. He's going to create some space to shoot. I mean, he, he had options. Um, I think that the Celtics team is a bit too unselfish sometimes, and they uh, there's times where they could probably have a better look. Yeah. Um, you know, but the these guys are good, you know, like I said. so, And I think that, you know, not having Hayward for a little while is going to kind of set them back and slow them down. Yeah. But I think that once they get – uh, you know, Gordon Hayward back. If he doesn't miss a beat, th- this team is going to be really good. And I can see them coming out the East. Um, yeah. You know, because for me, it's between them. I know Milwaukee's 12-3 and three right now, but I-, I think it's between them and the Sixers. Okay. Um, I really just think Milwaukee, uh, people really underplay the, the loss of 
uh, Malcolm Brogdon, and and Brogdon was a big piece, man. Yeah. Brogdon was a big piece. He's a guy that shot 50-40-90. He's a guy that you know can defend. He's young. He's a he's a guard. I mean, I think that they kind of are going to rely on Eric Bledsoe a little too much. I mean, um, and, and I think that that's not the type of pressure that Eric Bledsoe should have with this team. I mean, they have won six straight, and the Heat have surprisingly won five straight. They're eleven and three. Yeah. Um. You know, the East is going to be up for grabs, really, for yeah. for the foreseeable part of the season. Um. Atlanta, as crazy as it sounds, Atlanta is good. I mean, the record doesn't show it, but Trey Young is is a really good piece. Um. New York is New York. Yeah. Uh, there's not much to say about them, but Cleveland, four and eleven. The Bulls, really disappointing at five and eleven. Detroit is playing very much below their potential at five and eleven right now, or five and ten. I think that they should be much better than that, and I think that you know they recently just got Blake back, so it'll be a little bit before they kind of kick it in uh, and and start you know mixing uh, well with each other. But um, the East, like I said, I think is up for grabs. I mean, you got Milwaukee, the Heat. Boston, Toronto, yeah. uh, Sixers, Pacers, Nets, and Magic right now in, in your top eight seeds. And it's early, but you know, it's. It, I think the East is going to be a little bit more fun to watch than the West because only because the East is completely um, – there's not one true, true dominant team, you know, that we see right now. You know, at least in the West, um, you kind of see a lot of dominance, you know, uh, but it's spread out. I think in the East, there's there's a couple teams that we're going to be able to see uh, have a good, you know, playoff run this season. Basically, yeah. you know, I, the like I said, you got the Bucks, the Heat, surprise with Jimmy Butler. I mean, Kendrick Nunn, that Tyler Hero, that their team is stacked too. Um, but overall, what is oh, and you know, like I said, we were going to talk about Luca. What are your thoughts on Luca right now? He's kids in his second year. He's Literally averaging a triple double, uh, I believe twenty five points with to go along with it. I mean, Luca just continues to impress. Really, I mean, <clears throat> I mean he's a beast. Luca, Luca, the the Mavs, the Mavs drafted a great player, and he's he's gonna be he's gonna be, you know, he's got a chance to be Hall of Famer. Really, yeah, I mean, it's, and it's crazy to say because he's only in his second year. Yeah, it's yeah, it's only his second year, and yeah, I mean, he he reminds me a lot of Dirk. The Mavs like those they like those uh, foreign players. Yeah, because I mean they drafted, you know, they had Dirk for like his. Whole they had career. Dirk. They had uh, Steve Nash. Steve Nash would count as a foreign player because he's from Canada. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got they, they traded for KP. Yeah, and you got Luca. I mean, they have pieces around them. Yeah, and that's a really good team. I, yeah, I think the Mavs. That, the Mavs are good. I think that the Mavs are still away, aways on you know competing for a championship though. But they're a good team. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I, and I think that this team is going to be even better because KP does not look the same. Yeah. I mean, KP is coming off really slow so far this season, uh, coming off of the, the knee injury. And I think that once he kind of gets back to being KP and being the unicorn like that he's called, um, I think that the Mavs are going to be even better. So I think that there may be a piece away from really competing for a championship. Or a couple pieces away, yeah. Um, but this is a team that I think in the next couple of years is going to be really, really good. You know, yeah. Um, John Morant, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, he's John Morant. John he's, Morant, probably the front runner for Rookie of the Year so far. Yeah, 
I mean, no, Zion like not playing. Ja is yeah. Ja is playing a hell of a year so far. Um, you know, and then when you put them, put him up against, or put him up with Jaron Jackson. I mean, Ja is averaging nineteen and, and six right now. Yeah. You know? So he's he's probably like you said the most the best rookie right now out of this class. Um, we still have to see when Zion comes back and and see how he kind of you know, makes his mark on the league. But Ja's doing a really good job. Oh, and sure. I think yeah, he yeah. definitely has the rookie of the year um, lead. I just, uh, what do you think about this Memphis team? Do you think they are going to be better soon? Or what do you think? I mean, Memphis has kind of just been a little average, I feel like, for a while. Uh, they got a chance to do, uh, play well, you know. Uh, that, John Moran is definitely... I feel like him being on Memphis right now is kind of benefiting him because he's able to, you know, like start and take a lot of shots and uh, kind of just develop as a player. Yeah. Uh, but they got, like, Jaron Jackson also pretty young. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say they're really – I wouldn't really say they're a threat in the, in the, in the West. Yeah, no, I mean – but it, it's really nice to see Ja coming in and, and playing. I mean, they're getting 33 points, almost 33 points from just – Ja and Jaron Jackson alone. Their uh, Jaron Jackson being their second year guy, and Ja yeah. their, their rookie. Um, I mean, it's it, they're they have they have potential. You know, no, that could sure. be a good that could be a good uh, you know pick and roll threat. The two of them, and I think that you know once they both kind of get situated, uh, you know, I think you could possibly see these two guys as all stars eventually. Yeah. Um, you know, Jaron Jackson is a guy who has a power forward. I the fact that right now he's only averaging five rebounds is. Uh, kind of beyond me. Uh, he's averaging 14 and five, and you know I think that he's going to have to increase his rebound output if they want to be able to be, you know, in the West they're going to have to bang up against some some big guys. You know, AD uh, out in LA. You yeah. got uh, for the Clippers. You're going to have Montrezl Harrell, Zubac, all all those guys. So I think that if you want to be able to have a good season, they're going to have to have a little bit more from Jaron Jackson, but. I mean, this is this is a good team. Yeah. Um, overall, what are you most excited for? You know, for the rest of the season, what do you want to see from some of these teams? Uh, what teams do you think could come out as some sleepers? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think right off the bat, I think the Heat. I think the Heat are really showing that they kind of belong uh, to be in that conversation for one of the top teams in the East uh, with uh, Jimmy Butler, the new acquisition, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'd say the Heat is what I'm, what I'm kind of most excited for. See where they go as a team. Uh, they're playing really, they, they're hot, they're hot off the stretch. Uh, I mean, uh, right off the uh, jump. They're, they're they won, won five, five in, yeah, yeah, five in a row. Um, and you know, like I said, that is, uh, that's the second longest streak right now. Um, in the NBA, the longest is, uh, six games by, and it's between the Lakers and the Bucks. They both have six game winning streaks right now, and then it's the Heat at five. Yeah. And then you got a couple at four games, but I mean, this is—I'm really, really surprised at this, you know, Heat team because yeah. this was something I did not expect yeah, at all. Yeah, same, same. Um, I, I actually thought that this Heat team was going to be towards the bottom of the, you know, bottom of the conference, not necessarily out of the playoff race, but um, you know, near the seven, eight, probably seed. Yeah. And and right now, I mean, obviously, it's still early, um, you know, with only 15 games into the season, but. I think that this team has a really good chance of making the playoffs and, and making you know making some noise. I mean, Jimmy Butler is a guy that he's gonna he's a leader already for these young guys. I mean, if you, if you really think about it, the Heat is led by 
um, you know, three players or four players. You got Bam Adebayo, you got Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, and then, you know, Jimmy Butler. Deion Waiters, obviously, you know that entire situation. Um, Ridiculous. I mean, how do you... So first off, if, you know, you're listening and you don't know the story of, you know, the Deion Waiters situation, uh, Deion Waiters is a guard for the Heat, and I guess on their team plane, he ate an edible gummy, um, and it didn't turn out well for him. He had a panic attack, I guess, and supposedly a teammate gave it to him, but he doesn't want to rat him out. Um, kind of funny situation. You know, honestly, as an athlete, you should know that uh, he's, he, I'm surprised he hasn't been suspended by the NBA for, you know, the, the drug policy. Um, you know, if it's an edible with, you know, THC, like a weed edible, I, I, I don't see how they haven't suspended him. I mean, I think he's missed a few games for the Heat already. I don't know if he's back yet, but I, that entire situation was really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler is really leading the pack here, and he's he's doing a really good job. I mean, they're 11-3. and three. Um, He's he's showing that, you know, he can kind of lead this team a little bit, you know. Er, it's early, but I think that, you know, if they can continue to play and get, you know, give their young guys some big minutes and put them in a position to produce i think that this team could be really good yeah for sure I agree. um other than that what else are you what are what else are you you know excited to see for the rest of the season um <clears throat> also what i what else i'd say is uh the west i i like to see that that west race because i mean with with the lakers the clippers the rockets the nuggets the mavs and the jazz with in the suns playing well like all like those those teams are going to be playing each other a lot this season and there's going to be a lot of good games uh the playoff race is going to be heated uh so i'm kind of just looking forward to that western conference race because all those teams think that they can you know take like like be the be the best team in the west you know get that number 1 seed for the playoffs so i think that'll be interesting to watch down the stretch but uh yeah i'm probably most excited for that um, now, when it comes to teams that are underperforming right now, who, yeah. who do you have as you know one of the teams that you definitely did not see starting off the season uh, this poorly? Well, obviously the Warriors, but but also the also the uh, the Trailblazers. I, yeah, the Trailblazers are really struggling right now. Uh, they just added Melo, which five and eleven, right five now. and eleven lost their last three. Two, they're two and eight in their last ten as well. Uh, I mean, they've got a good team. Uh, We've we've seen the we've seen the Trailblazers you know play play better than expected and even win uh, playoff series uh, yeah, last I mean, year. Last year they went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, so I think I think for them to be starting off the season this poorly is uh, definitely a shocker. Yeah, and you know like you said they added Melo. So what do you what do you think on that that uh, addition of Melo? I'm not I'm not quite sure. I mean Melo obviously big name. Uh, it's a big signing. I, I just don't know if Melo Melo still has it really. You know what I mean? Uh, I like I don't know when he was with the Rockets. It just wasn't that good of a scene. Uh, he just kind of yeah. struggled a little bit. Uh, so yeah, no, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what he can do. I mean, he was starting. The, he was starting. What was that, he Tuesday? Did, yeah, he did start um, the other day for them. And um, you know, I want to take a look at his stats for the first couple games that he's had there. I believe his first game with them, though, he. Um, he his first game he had ten points I believe but he had four of fourteen shooting so he was um, a little bit of a poor shooting performance for him he's averaging fourteen points right now through two games so I mean and and he's averaging five and a half rebounds two assists 
He's so he's not performing horribly. I mean, yeah. he's he's not performing bad right now. Um, you know, I want to take a look at you know some of his shooting percentages, but um, this is a guy who right now, I mean, I I don't think that he's playing bad. I mean, for him to not play in the league for for the year for a past year, um, he's not playing bad. But I just don't see. You know the Blazers right now as him being the answer to their you know their problems right now, and this is a team that you know made some some good signings. They had Pau Gasol, they just waived Pau Gasol, I believe. Um, he's a good vet too. That I'm surprised that he's you know off the team now. Um, like I said, they they have you know Melo, they have Hassan Whiteside, they have uh, they have some good pieces, and you know for them to be struggling right now, like I said, I know it's early, but you know you kind of got to be a little worried if you're the Blazers and you're you know already six games below 500. Yeah. Um, but Melo is shooting well. I mean, he's uh, looking at his stats; he's shooting 63% from three, and he's shooting uh, 35% from the field. So I mean, yeah. he's he's a better. Uh, surprisingly, he's a better three-point shooter right now than he is from the field, uh, which doesn't surprise me because I know he's taking a lot of shot attempts, yeah. um, but he's just making more threes right now. But 14 points and five and a half is, uh, rebounds through two games, uh, I, I, I can be okay with that. You yeah, know? But sure. I think that the Blazers are definitely one of the biggest surprises of the season so far. Uh, and then right behind them, I'm going to put the – the Spurs. Yeah. You know, as crazy as it sounds, the Spurs have the uh, their first eight-game losing streak in the Popovich era. And, you know, just kind of saying those words together is a little surprising because Greg Popovich is the guy that uh, gets the best out of all his players at every, in, you know, year in and year out. They're yeah. always competing, you know. Uh, they may not always be relevant in the championship, you know, contention, but they're always a team that's in there in the playoffs making a fight. And, uh, you know, it's really surprising to see them right now. And obviously, uh, you don't fire Greg Popovich, but I think that, um, you know, if this continues to go this route for this season, we could probably see his career come uh, to an end soon. I I don't think that Greg Popovich wants to stay and and play on a team that, or coach for a team that, you know, doesn't really have a chance anymore. And I think that he got his rings. And I I think, think, yeah, I think after that, Tim Duncan, you know, Ginobili. Tony Parker era. Uh, Not to mention the Kawhi era. In Kawhi, too, yeah. You know, Kawhi Kawhi was there. I mean, that was, like, Tim Tim Duncan is actually, he's an assistant coach now for the the, uh, Spurs. So, but no, it was kind of, I feel like after those guys left, uh, I feel like Popovich just, like, yeah, he's going to coach for a couple years after, but I feel like he, I mean, he's old. Popovich is old, so his career might be coming to him. He also, we might just see him coach uh, USA basketball because he also does that. Yeah. So he might just like switch to only coaching them. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't be opposed to it because I mean Pop is such a good coach that um, I think that if he was to you know leave the NBA and just focus strictly on USA basketball, you can't really blame him. Yeah. Um, USA basketball has a lot to prove too because they just lost this year in the FIBA championship, and then you know obviously next year is going to be a big year in the Olympics for them. Yeah. Um. So I yeah, but overall I think I'm really surprised with those two teams. Um, right now, want to get your quick take on the Rockets? Harden's averaging 40 points almost a game right now. What do you think of them? Um, the Rockets, Rockets are nasty. I I well like I've I've said this many times. I I feel like it's hard to 
win, especially in the playoffs with Russell Westbrook on your team. Like, he's a solid player. But I just feel like, I don't know. I, I saw We saw with the Thunder, I just feel like it's hard to win with uh, with Russ. And when you, have, when you have a guy with Russ, I mean, when you have two guys like Russ and Harden, yeah, uh, who are both going to get their shots up, I feel like it's going to cause, like, some, uh, you know, some, some, some issues. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd agree with that a little bit. I mean, Harden is still putting up really good numbers this season so far. Uh, like I said, he's averaging 38.3 points, uh, eight assists. He's yeah. also averaging uh, six rebounds. Westbrook is at 22 points, six point or 7.7 rebounds, and uh, seven assists. So, I mean, he's, his numbers have definitely taken a little bit of a dip. Um, and what's crazy is now that you see the two players on that team, you know, in Harden and Westbrook, um, you can really see the difference that Harden makes – um, compared to Russ, you know, Russ is a guy that, you know, obviously his numbers took a dip and, you know, it's not a bad thing because obviously you're coming to a team where they already have a superstar in James Harden. But, um, I mean, just to see that Westbrook is, I mean, Harden is that much better than Westbrook offensively. Yeah. And, and it's really crazy to see that, you know, cause I, I've always, I've never said that Harden or Westbrook is a better player, but I've heard multiple times where he is uh, from people. But I, I think now that you can see these two guys side by side, um, Harden is the obvious choice here. And, and I think that if Harden continues, the biggest issue for the Rockets is that Harden plays like this for the regular season. And then by the time it's the playoffs, he's gassed. He can't put up 40 points in a playoff game, you know, the way he does now because. He's, he's exhausted, so a lot of his points tend to come from the free throw line. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that when that's the case, um, the Rockets have a little bit of a worry. The, the In my opinion, the best part of the Westbrook addition was the fact that they're going to have a guy who doesn't primarily focus on shooting the three ball. He's a guy that's going to really uh, get in the lane, drive, uh, draw some more fouls like Harden does. Uh, but he's also going to shoot mid-range jumpers, which they lack. And I, and for this Rockets team, sometimes when they're cold uh, from three, uh, I think that that mid-range game can be something that they use to really help them out. And um, right now, I want to get a quick take on who your early MVP and early rookie of the year, um, you know, Awards are going to go to. I'd say early MVP. I I'd, I'd have to say hard. I mean, he's almost averaging forty points a game. Yeah, that's insane. I don't think I don't think we've seen that maybe ever. I mean, I think the greatest scoring output in the season. Um, you know, obviously, like in in recent times, is probably by Jordan. Yeah. Um, in a season, and and you know, I I'm not surprised. I would not be surprised if Harden does end up dropping you know forty this season yeah. because. He can score however he wants. Like, you can't stop Harden at all. Like, there's no chance that, you know, you can put your best defender on Harden, but he's going to get his points because it's Harden. I mean, he, that's what he does. Yeah. Um, that's the main reason why, you know, he is in the MVP conversation for the last four or five years. Uh, this guy really knows how to play basketball. So, um, and then rookie of the year, you said Ja earlier, right? Yeah. Job. I'm job gonna, the yeah, I'm going to have to agree on both of those. Um, you know, I think that there's a chance that in the MVP conversation, you might end up seeing LeBron um, because, you know, just of what he's doing, you could possibly see AD. Um, I, I think overall, though, you know, 
before we transition into talking about the NFL, I mean, this is going to be probably one of the best NBA seasons I've ever seen as a fan, Uh, just with all the, the, the spread out, you know, strength across the league. So, um, you know, next up, we're going to move to the NFL. And before we talk NFL, um, I kind of just want to talk about, you know, the Lamar Jackson race right now. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a guy who's playing out of his mind football. Um, you know, taking a look at this week's past action, we've had two games, uh, Monday night football and Thursday night football. And, you know, Thursday, yes, uh, yeah, two days ago was the Texans and the Colts. Texans won that game 20 to 17. So the Texans moved to seven and four. Um, Deshaun Watson had 300 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and really after seeing him play uh, better, you know, much better in this game than he did against uh, Baltimore, what were mm-hmm. your thoughts there? <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, that was just a good game, a good, a good solid game. Uh, there was some controversy, though, uh, towards the end on the fumble. I think I think there was a – oh, it was D-Wild. Yeah, uh, Deshaun Watson was, like, running the ball. Uh, and then he got stripped. The ball came out. Like, notice it, it clearly came out before he was ruled down. And the refs ruled it down, and it was it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't reviewed or anything. Yeah. And so that was that was that was interesting to see. But yeah, no, no, he he played really well. Uh, it was a good game, and that was a big win. That was that, I mean that those two teams were tied for first in their division, uh, and yeah, it was just a straight up good game. Yeah. And then on Monday we had the Chiefs and the Chargers game, mm-hmm. and the Chiefs um, in Mexico they got the win. Yeah, in Mexico, twenty four to seventeen, they moved to seven and four. Uh, Mahomes, he, um, you know, he did not really have the Mahomes type game that we're used to seeing. Uh, one hundred eighty two yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Um, what do you think is you know up with Patrick Mahomes right now? Why does he? Um, you know, since coming back from injury, he's kind of came back down to earth a little bit. Yeah. Um, his numbers um, aren't as high. He's a guy who's, uh, I don't want to say struggling, but he's a guy that is having a little bit of trouble, um, you know, coming back from this injury a little yeah. bit. So what are your thoughts on him there? I think he'll be fine. Uh, you, you, I mean, it's you usually see it with, you know, you get injured at a couple games and, you know, it takes a couple to get back in the Back into stride, so I think he. I, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Do you think the Chiefs have a chance of winning the championship still this year, or winning no. the Super Bowl? Yeah, no, nah, I, don't, I don't see him winning the Super Bowl. I think I think the Ravens are Ravens and Patriots are a better team, and uh, from right now it looks like they're not going to have any home field advantage. Or yeah, home field advantage. Yeah, no, it's seven which and is four. Huge. Yeah, seven and four. Especially when you play in Kansas City. Yeah, it's hard to win. That, it's so. very hard to win there. It's a loud stadium, um, you know. But looking ahead. Uh, we do have some really, really good games on the week, you know, for, for the schedule. Um, you got Ravens and Rams on Monday. That's going to be a good game, um, really just because it's going to be um, – you're really going to get to see Lamar Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. they, I, I don't think the Rams are a team where um, I'm going to be worried about them as much in the NFC as, as, you know, I'd be more worried about the 49ers, the Packers. Um, Seattle, just mm-hmm. those type of teams. But uh, the Ravens are playing on Monday. Uh, we have Sunday Night Football with the Packers and the 49ers. Um, we got the Eagles and the Seahawks. That's going to be it's going to be a good game to watch. I mean, the Eagles uh, just had 
they were just playing really well against the Patriots last week. Yeah. Uh, ended up losing that game, though. But Seahawks are a good team. They beat the 49ers. Uh, you also got the Saints and Panthers, a good division matchup. Um, Cowboys and Patriots, though. Yeah. That's going to be... That might be the game of the week. That yeah. might be the game of the week. Um, if not that one, it's definitely going to be the Packers and the 49ers, yeah. I think. those We have two two really, really good games on the schedule for this week. And um, what are you excited to see in that Cowboys and Patriots matchup? And I know you've got the Pats probably <laughs> winning. There's a lot of people that are saying that the Cowboys are going to upset them um, in, you know, Foxborough. But what are your thoughts on, you know, this game and... Also, well, the game that's going to be Sunday Night Football, which yeah. is the Packers and 49ers. Well, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how Dak and Zeke play against the Patriots. Patriots have the best defense in the league. Uh, it's in Foxborough, so it's going to be this, this, the crowd's going to be loud. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. I, we'll see. It'll be – I just think Prescott – people still kind of sleep on, on Dak, like whether or not, like, you know, he's as good as, you know, his numbers show and – uh, and Zeke, Zeke's kind of had a shaky like uh, past couple games. Um, so yeah, no, I feel like I feel like it's gonna be a great game. I think the Patriots win probably by like ten points, but I think the Cowboys keep it close for a while. And then uh, the Forty ers and the Packers is also gonna be a good game. I think that's a statement game for the Forty ers Like yes. their record, they're nine and one, but yeah, this they is, really haven't played too many good teams. They so. they need a big win. So this could be huge for this. Them, yeah. This could be the biggest game of the season because they had the yeah. chance last week uh, to when they played against Seattle to really kind of make an uh, you know have that statement game, but they weren't really able to do that unfortunately, and yeah. they ended up losing. It was a really really good game though, really really good game, and um, you know like you said this this is the they have a chance to really. Uh, go out there and, you know, facing Aaron Rodgers at home in uh, San Francisco. I mean, this is this is a game where they can go 10-1. Yeah, I mean, they, sure. can, they can uh, by far be, have the best record in the NFL. And, you know, this is, you know, not to mention the Patriots have that record too, 9-1. and one. So um, who do you think ha- ends up with a better record this season, the Patriots or the 49ers? Uh, I'd say the, uh, I'd say the 49ers. I feel like the Patriots kind of towards the end, I feel like they kind of become a little lackadaisical. Yeah. We've seen it, we've seen it before. I mean, and, and not wrong. I mean, they're not wrong to do that because yeah. I mean, they, they, they have to get ready. I mean, obviously they're on track right now to be the number one team in, you know, the AFC and, and get the first round by and play the week the lowest seed available. So yeah, I mean, which is big. Exactly. So, I mean, if, if you, when it comes down to the last couple games of the season, I, I'm not surprised that the Patriots tend to be a little bit, uh, we kind of tend to see them, you know, not struggle, but not perform as well as we're used to seeing them. Um, I mean, this week we have them playing up against Dallas. Next week they're going to be playing Texans. Um, in week 14, they're going to be playing the Chiefs. So, uh, you know, 15, they have uh, the Bengals, so that's probably going to be a, a, a easier game for them with the Bengals. Next up, they're going to play the Bills in Week 16, and then they close out their season um, against the Dolphins. So I think really in their last three weeks, you know, when they play um, the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Bills, that's probably going to be their weakest stretch of games. Um, but for the next two weeks, I could still see them kind of pouring it on. Uh, I think that the Patriots are going to end up with the best record yeah. um, only because I think that, you know, like I said, over their next, you know, with, with there being only six games left, two of them being uh, 
against Dallas and uh, Kansas City. And then after that, it's going to be, um, you know, the Bengals, the Bills, and the Dolphins. I think that they're going to be able to uh, end up, you know, filling out the season with a, a good amount of wins. But yeah. San Francisco does have a good chance, you know, to to finish out their season as, as the best team as well. So, But now, early on, uh, who do you have um, – Winning the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I gotta. I, I tend to ask this because every week it feels like it could change. Yeah. Um. It feels like there's someone you know new in the league that's making noise and, um, a guy, that yeah. So who do you think is gonna take the Super Bowl? Who do you think has MVP right now? Um. And who do you think if it is you know, uh, when whoever you have for MVP, do you think it's a close race with someone else or or what are you thinking? Yeah, well, I think it's close with Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson right now. I think they're the two leaders. Uh, I mean, Wilson's putting up crazy numbers, and Lamar Jackson's making you know a highlight play every week. So, yeah, I'd probably say Lamar though. I'd probably say Lamar takes the MVP trophy, and then uh, as far as the Super Bowl goes, I think the Patriots beat mm, either the Packers or the Forty ers in the Super Bowl. I say the Patriots win. I say the Patriots win, and I, I also think that they're going to take. The number one seed in the AFC, so they'll have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Uh, yeah, which is a big advantage, especially when you play in New England. Now, I have a question because uh, San Francisco did lose to Seattle. Yeah. Um, in San Francisco, they're going to play one more game. I believe it's the last game of the season, or the second to last game of the season, and that one is going to be in Seattle. Do you see? the Seahawks taking over that number one spot from uh, San Francisco if they hand them a second loss. Because, I could, yeah. I because could. I think if uh, if that's the case, uh, Seattle, if they do have the better record or even a tied record, they are going to get the advantage because of the two division wins in, yeah. uh, against them. So what do you think? Uh, do you think Seattle has a chance to beat them twice? And if, um, and if they do, do you see Seattle as a bigger threat than San Francisco? Because I think that with Russell Wilson – Obviously, he's a he's a more profound quarterback than than Jimmy G. Don't get me wrong, Jimmy G is having a good year. Um, he's a really good quarterback, uh, really good for this 49ers team. But Russell Wilson is a guy who's a vet, who's won a Super Bowl, who's in the MVP talks. He's consistent every year, and I think that my personal opinion is if he can get out one more win in San Francisco, I mean uh, against San Francisco in Seattle. Um, that that team is going to take out take the number one seed over from them and and kind of kick them into yeah, a wild card I team. I agree. You know, I think that there's a good chance that that happens. Um, and if it does, do you think Seattle has a better chance of advancing in the playoffs um, over San Francisco uh, just because of those two wins, or do you think Seattle is kind of just going to end up losing? Yeah, that? yeah. I mean, I, I I could see them Seattle having a better chance, but but then again, I mean, it's playoff football, it's playoff atmosphere. I you can't really just look at the regular season and kind of just predict like based on the regular season because it's a completely different it's a completely different animal playing and playing and playing a team in the regular season versus the postseason. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I and I do see the I do see the uh, the Seahawks beating the Forty ers again. Because uh, that that game will be uh, in Seattle, um, and yeah, no, but I I, I don't know. I, both of those teams are solid. Uh, I think the Seattle has the advantage at quarterback, um, and I think the 49ers defense is maybe a bit better. So, 
Both those teams are good. Uh, that that next game because that first that first Seahawks 49ers game was, was really one of the best games of the season. It was by yeah, far. Yeah, and so and so yeah, that'll be exciting to watch those two those two teams uh, go back at it. All right, so a couple more questions, yeah. and then um, so the first one is going to be who do you think is the best performer of this weekend? You know, like I said, we got games like the Ravens and the Rams, Packers and the Niners, um, Seahawks, Eagles. We got Saints and Panthers. Uh, Patriots, Cowboys, we have some really good matchups, you know, this weekend. So yeah. who, who do you think is going to be the biggest standout performer? Uh, I, damn, I think, I think Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is going to, uh, going to perform in prime time. Uh, he's kind of been, you know, shake, like shaky, uh, the past couple of weeks. Uh, he's having a decent season. Uh, I think I think he steps up big and and throws for throws for a lot of yards and some touchdowns and uh, hits George Kill a lot. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Jimmy G will have the biggest performance. Yeah, I mean he's right now he's at twenty about twenty five hundred yards and an eighteen to ten interception ratio. Yeah, which is which is decent. Yeah, it's decent. Um, better definitely better performers though this season for no, quarterback, for sure, yeah. but. Um, I mean, in his first real full season with the 49ers, he's doing some damage. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be Lamar for this week. I think Lamar is going to keep going. Um, you know, they're, he's at 2,300 yards on the, throwing through the air. He's also at 781 on the ground. Uh, this is a guy who really could just do whatever he wants with the ball. Um, they've won now five or six straight, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six straight with their, and then you know, their the rest of their season is going to be at uh, at LA for against the Rams, um, in Baltimore against the Forty ers playing the Bills, Jets, Browns, and Steelers. Um, I think Lamar, I think Lamar has a chance, a real, real chance at this MVP man, and he's right now in the on the top of the boards, and rightfully so. I mean, this is a guy who's played well all year long, and I think that I think the MVP is going to be his. Yeah, I really I think the MVP is going to be his, and I think he's going to have a really good game against the Rams. Um, the Rams being a bit, uh, you know, much much different team than they were last year. Obviously, um, I think that Lamar is going to be able to run really all over them. I think he's going to have a game where he gets over 300 yards total. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to predict that he goes 200 yards through the air um, with two touchdowns and then a touchdown on the ground and rushes for another hundred. So I'm going to say 300 yards, three touchdowns for the day yep. um, total for, for Lamar. But, um, you know, and, you know, last quick question is on Thanksgiving, you know, the day we all love. Yeah. The day we all have been waiting for all year, um, you know, for the football games, though, not for the food. <laughs> um, you know, you got the Bears, Lions in the morning, the Bills, Cowboys, and then the Saints and the Falcons. So which of those three games are you most excited to watch? Uh, Bills, Cowboys, probably. Uh, I mean, I think the Falcons actually have been playing good football. Yeah, really the, Falcons, good football. the Falcons, in fact, just beat the Saints a couple weeks ago yeah. um, in in uh, New Orleans. So this one is going to be in Atlanta. And I think that, you know, the Saints are going to want to come back for, you know, some revenge. Yeah. Lions-Bears is kind of... It's a kind of an ugly game. It, it is. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be an ugly especially game. Especially Stafford, yeah. probably out. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, no, the Bills seven and three. Uh, it's their best record in years. Uh, 
and the Cowboys, you know, watching them play on Thanksgiving is always fun. So I, I'd say Bills-Cowboys. Yeah, and what I would say to take note of as well is that that Cowboys team is probably going to be a little bit tired, um, you know, after coming off of a game where they're going to be playing the Patriots. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're a little bit slower um, in that Bills game, uh, especially because there's a chance that they could, you know, either be coming off of a, a tough win or a tough loss against the Patriots. So um, it'll be tough, but... Um, Overall, I think that, you know, like you said, that's going to be a pretty good game to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm a little more excited for the Saints-Falcons just because I want to see, um, you know, how the Saints bounce back. But last question, and then uh, we'll, we'll uh, let you head out of here, yeah. is uh, the Saints now uh, are 8-2. and two, And, you know, they, are, they have the second best record in the NFC uh, tied with Green Bay for, you know, second right now at 8-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Do you think that... Who do you think is the better team um, right now between uh, the Packers say, and the Saints? I'd say the Packers. I'd say the Packers. They're they're really firing on all cylinders. Their uh, defense stepping up big time. Uh, what's the running back's name? Uh, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Jones is playing really well. Uh, yeah, and the Saints. They the Saints. They're playing okay. Uh, they just dropped a. They dropped the, the who they lose to the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Yeah, two uh, two weeks ago. Surprising. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say the Packers right now. All right. So um, we want to thank you, Satch, for coming in yeah, today for sure, and, for sure. and speaking. Um, it's going to be a good good week of football, and uh, we'll, we're going to definitely be back a few more times. We're going to have him on uh, you know, before our semester is over, uh, kind of just round out uh, you know, everything that we've talked about and stuff. So once again, Satch will thank you, and we will see you guys on the next episode.